You got more that'll upset me. Oh, you just gonna press record? Yes, I am gonna press record. Yes, You've been doing this again, have, second have, intro in a row. I have plenty of. You uh, weren't rumors. supposed to tell me that rumor in the first place. I have place. plenty of rumors that will grind your gears. I don't like the way you said that. Too bad. Hit the music. What's up, people? Uh, how are you guys doing out there in quarantine land? Oh, except for uh, Florida, I think. Some areas in Florida. Georgia, Florida. Y'all out here, right? Stay at home. And then the protesters. I mean, I, if you're listening and you a protester, first of all, I got a lot to tell you. But I would say that for another time. You know, it's all good. We talking about wrestling today. And if you are protesting and you like wrestling, then, you know, let's just stick to wrestling for now. We'll worry about the other stuff some other time. We'll put it on the background. Yeah. Uh... What's up? What's up? How, how's, how's things going? How are you doing? I don't know why I'm asking that you live with me and we've been quarantined together, so things are going the same, I assume, for both of us. It's, it's been a rough week, though. Yeah, me. you got medical school problems. I do. Uh, I do. So, but yeah. that has nothing to do with Wednesday night NXT and Wednesday night AEW Dynamite. It don't. I like, to give us, I like to give my listeners a little nice, a little peaceful intro, but you're right. Let's get right into it. We have a lot to recover because I enjoyed... Both of these shows. So let's go. All right. So first of all, we we, we started off with uh, Tom Phillips broadcasting. That still beefing, by the way, Tom. Yeah, and this is this is another reason to add to your list. So something happened to Finn Balor. He just disappeared. Right. And then I, I saw in the, in the cutscene, the referee was holding his bag like his bag is still here. Y'all just gave up. Nobody called the police. <laughs> what happened? No follow ups. Nope. Finn just got. Finn literally got man napped <laughs> from his place of work. Yep, yep. In the, in essential times, by the way, he's essential. Yeah, he really he really got kidnapped. We gonna and, get a ransom. Uh, next it's week. okay. And WWE, you lied in the email. Velveteen Dream versus Finn Balor. Get ready for this classic match. I knew y'all weren't giving that away. Y'all saving it for the crowd, and you know it. Definitely. You saving that type of match for a crowd, and you know it. Definitely. Um, so then we open up with Velveteen dressed like Finn. So maybe yes. Velveteen had something to do with it. Another jacket. A bonnet. Yeah. I mean, uh, old dude accused him. The Unspeed Air. Which one? Adam Cole? Adam one of them accused him. Adam, Adam, Adam Cole's the only one with the mic. Yes. I didn't know which one had the mic. That's why. He's the only yeah. one that has mics. No, you know, Roger was hated him for a while, too. So I've just given him a chance to be him. But it's okay. Rod- I got Roger you. got played, though. Like. Yeah. It wasn't about him. <laughs> All right. Talk just, about my wife just to get to my friend. It's just tights. You talk about my wife to get it's, to my friend. It's just tights. Okay, whatever. That's what Velveteen said. That's that's the way he took it. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. so Velveteen came out there. He was about to start. You know, I don't know why he was out there other than to be a nuisance um, to poor Finn Balor. <laughs> yeah, he was throwing all types of shots, and he looked like he was about to say something even pettier before he got interrupted. He was. He's going now. Um, but you know, we all assumed that this would be a number one contendership match. They don't want to give that away just yet. So Adam no. Cole came out. Him and his boys jumped up on Velveteen. But Velveteen got some friends in in weird places. Um, oh, we're definitely, yeah, he do. He has a lot of, 
friends that I didn't think he had. But you know what? This one, I, at least I can explain. At least the first one I can explain. Go ahead, then. Because you already know what it was. Keith Lee was just chilling backstage, relaxing, man, looking at his title or whatever. Then he got a glance at the monitors because, you know, and, you know, it's work. So he had from to pay attention. Side. Yeah, he was looking from the side. Oh, yeah, it ain't no monitor probably, huh? <laughs> probably just at the side of the – I don't know. Either way it go. He was just – he was watching apparently. And, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, man, he seen a brother. He didn't even know. He probably didn't realize his Velveteen dream. It was just that was a brother getting jumped. By three. By three. They're not even just white dudes. It's just in general. Yeah. Black people want to jump in. We're just like, what's going on? Yeah, just three people. It don't matter who it is. We're just like, hold up, man. You can't do that, especially when you work with them. It's like, hold up. No. First of all, it ain't that many of us. We all stick together. Why do you think they had that big group picture when Kofi won the title? Exactly. They all, you know how, we know how we are. Was we Patrick leak. in that picture? I we can't leak. remember. I don't remember. I don't remember either if he was in there. There was so many people. He, he, he should have been, but if he, he wasn't, been. if he wasn't, I'm pretty sure it's an explanation. But either way it goes, uh, yeah, all, uh, like we link up and that's what this is. Like they never had any on screen or nothing deeper, like no deep connection that I know of on screen. So this is the first time I've ever seen Keith Lee and him. <laughs> you know, together. So, uh, yeah, definitely had to be that that bond of just like, yeah, saw you. Saw you was having it tough, bro. So, I'm coming out here. I'm helping out. And uh, let's do this tonight. Even though no. <laughs> he got, he got, he he got, got a surprise coming. I'm still laughing. I just saw it in my head. Oh, my goodness. Stop it. Speaking of my sleeves ball. What a sleeve. Stop ball. it. Okay. Mm. All ahead. right. So, um, the next <laughs> – this this NXT mostly consisted of the um, Cruiserweight Classic 2.0 tournament mm-hmm. for the interim title. So we had um, don't even give it a name, by the way, because I got I got some I got mess around with it later. So uh, don't give it a name. That's that's true. Okay, it, it doesn't have a name. Sorry, it's just it's just the tournament for the, the interim, interim Cruiserweight title tournament. Apparently, yeah. <clears throat> whatever. So first we had a, a match that was like very upsetting to me. It was um, Jake Atlas versus Drake Maverick. So before the match started, they did a. Um, a promotional package and they played Drake's um like farewell address. Legit, Legit like, nothing farewell really edited about it or nothing. I think they added some other stuff to it because they let him do they some added more some talking. Music. Yeah, they let him do some more talking like in another pack like another part of the package, but they yeah. had the original clip from Twitter. Yeah. That he that he uploaded after he was found out that he was fired. So And I I don't like it. How did you make it how did it make you feel? I don't like it. And this is why I'm gonna I'm gonna give it his props though. I love I love realism in wrestling. I love how he has like turned this very very negative time in his life into something that he can still use. Right, and it makes you want to root for him. Like if you exactly. want to take about a kayfabe term, like yeah. it works story wise too. He he does, but it does make me want to root for him. I am upset that y'all literally a week ago released this man with 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 no regard to what he was gonna do with his future. Um, yeah, he was in this this tournament, but that was just because people who still under that ninety day no complete clause, you gonna use them because you need the bodies. Yeah, <clears throat> you was using him for that. Um, but you saw how saw how, the uproar. Like yeah, I said, you I saw was the just reaction. Say that they saw, and I'm pretty sure in the company, some people had something to say. But also, uh, also just the social media reaction. He like, I think I've seen it from Cultaholic and a couple of their updates on the news or whatever on YouTube that he was, like, and they make a great point. He was definitely the face of these firings because mm-hmm. he was the first one 
to come out and say something, and he did it in the way he did he it. He put it like, to video. Yeah, so... Uh, because, like, if you remember, this this is what annoys me the most. I follow Drake Maverick on, yeah. on the Instagram, and for literally 20-plus days, he was at home posting, like, little quarantine pictures. All those 20 days, Yeah, it wasn't of use. Exactly. Right. So, so... To use him now, or after, to feel like he's worthy of a storyline now, or whatever. Yeah. Is like super super insane. I don't so, like I don't like when you play with people's lives like that. Yeah. Cause that's that's what it feels like it's doing. All it's it's not even about Drake. I I love him to the moon and back. You know I got to represent my short people, but the company you can't play with somebody's livelihood like that and then think that everything is fine. I do hope that he continues or he gets his job back or whatever. But it shouldn't take him doing this yet again because like he's he's made something out of nothing more than once. Like with the with the um. 24-7 title. That was a jobber title. Yeah, we talked good. about that. Exactly. By the way, he's just good. He's like, got so good, much had, talent. The match, by the way, was great. I mean, they had this moment where they were like, you know, Drake was like, I need this. And uh, who was that? What's his name? He's fighting again? Because this is his day. That was his debut. Jake uh, Atlas. Jake Atlas. Yeah. So I think that was his debut. I think they said it. Even, even if it wasn't, it was one of the first few times I've seen him. He, he, he anyway. knew. He knew. Okay, so cool. Uh, so yeah, Jake Atlas was like, uh, cool you know, I need this too. Yeah, I like that DDT. It was dope. Um, you need this too. So I mean, I need this too. So like, it was. I liked the story that the wrestlers went out there and told. But I do agree. It it, it is. It does suck to know that you know probably at the end of these three matches he's gonna either end up unemployed again either way or you know that this is that it needed to be an uproar of support or whatever for him just so he can get the opportunity to get work and come back or whatever it is. So, yeah. His, his talent speaks for itself. Exactly. And, like, that's the reason why so many people care. speaks for itself. That's the reason why so many people care when he uh, when it happened. And, you know, it, it sucked. I didn't want to watch the original video anyway. That was my first time actually kind of looking at it when they showed it yesterday because I was trying not to, not to see him feeling so low because I, I, know, I know he felt bad. Mm-hmm. I know it sucked. But, uh, like I said, I'm just hopeful. I'm, I'm trying to look at this through – through, uh, maybe I'm looking through it through the rose, what they call it, rose shaded glasses or whatever. Rose colored lenses. Rose colored lenses, whatever it is. I'm looking through it like that, looking at this situation like that because I'm hopeful that since they are, they've never done this before. And mm-hmm. I doubt that he'll, even if he loses all three matches, which he probably will, because that makes the most sense because mm-hmm. it don't make sense for them to give him, to let him leave on a high note, mm-hmm. having a good showing in the tournament. So he's probably going to lose every match and we know it, but it's just, even this is too far, in my opinion, for somebody you don't have plans for because this is only going to make us want, like, care, or, like, not us, but, like, a lot of fans are only going to be more invested in him because right. you made, he he did all of this, you, you right after you, after you fired him and you make him lose three more times to kind of, like, twist the knife, or at least that's mm-hmm. the way it would look. Mm-hmm. If, even though he's probably going to lose all three anyway is my point. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But that don't matter. Like I said, I'm hopeful that this leads to something. Maybe he gets to keep his job. But if not, if it is, it's, it's definitely – I definitely understand your sentiment when it comes to that. But I, for what it was worth, the match and the story they told and the promo he gave later where he was, like, starting to doubt himself, it's a great story. They do Like, Triple H or whatever, they're utilizing it greatly. I, I like WWE acknowledging it because for so long, like, we'll get into in the rumors for so long – 
WWE don't acknowledge anything that goes out on the rumor mills and all that type of stuff. They just act like it done, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. They did that for most of the firing, but this is the second time this week. We'll, who Are we going to get a, a, another mention? Is it somebody from SmackDown that got fired? Are we going to get a Kyoto mention on Friday? Because it's been three show, two shows since the firings and two mentions, or at least three. It's been three because the first SmackDown was after the firings too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. So they didn't mention anyone on the SmackDown on that SmackDown that I can mm. remember. But you know, since everything is going down, they're mentioning people, and I don't know if they're just trying to get what we're doing right now, talking, trying to get people talking, whatever it is. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, I just hope. I just want the best for the workers involved. You right. know, at the end of the day, like um, that's the only thing I can hope for because I don't know what's going on. Right. And WWE is real tricky with the way they do, like to do stuff. They like to make you seem like, oh, it was a work the whole time. Like, no, don't come come at me with that. Nah, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I, it, it, I'm I'm wait. I'm trying to be patient, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. But if definitely if they let him go, and I and if they if they if they screw this up to me, I definitely will have to come back and. Right. I'm gonna support him. Say like, he come goes. on, man, yeah. y'all y'all suck. What the? Why would you do that? But yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> or like, like, why would you try to benefit off this man's struggle? Exactly. Hold on. You're going to have another brand in a minute. Then we had Kushida to. versus um, Tony Nese. So Kushida won. Um, we've talked about how we, we didn't want this to happen when we heard that Kushida was signing with NXT, but he is being relegated to the um, 205 division. His his sole purpose is to make fans take 205 Live and the Cruiserweights more seriously, according to his promo. Uh yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I I saw that coming. He was the he is the greatest super junior. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like I said, it's not really a surprise, and I don't even feel that bad about it. I just wish Two Hundred Five Live would actually get promoted or get more. Uh, of a, like yeah, it's on us to watch, but it's hard to watch. I mean, they don't even remind you about it anymore. Mm-mm. Like on live TV anymore, they don't even say oh yeah, Two Hundred Five Live. I don't even know when it comes on. We don't know the air day. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know it. I know it's NXT on- UKs. It's on Thursday. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know two or five live. But anyway, the point I'm making is, is that I I know they film it the same day as they do SmackDowns yeah. or whatever. Or it's, I think they still do it that way. But I don't know what time it's up on the network. On Hulu. Or maybe it's maybe it's on Friday right after SmackDown. I don't know. I don't, I'm gonna go look on Hulu. Who knows? Uh, the point is that I'm making about it is is that like it's it's just like I'm not surprised by that. But at the end of the day. Uh, I know he can put on great matches. I I, I like this match. I, I once again, you give Kushida some time to tell the story he likes to tell, work the arm a whole match, and you get a, a capable opponent like Tony Nice. And I think yesterday was proof that they can have good matches, uh, and he can have great matches in the company. And the cruiserweights, I mean, they've been overlooked for a long time. A lot of them can have great matches. So uh, I'm I'm hopeful that. The cruiserweight title as a whole, as and as, the cruiserweight title as a whole, and of course with Kushida's help, that he and the cruiserweight title gets you know a little bit more love. We'll see. Uh, but I, I want to highlight the hilarious, this hilarious thing that uh, Tony Nese was saying. Oh yeah, you won those big no name tournaments while fighting in a no name tournament. <laughs> the name of that tournament, they don't have a name. Only thing we know about this tournament is it's a round robin tournament. And whoever wins ends up the interim cruiserweight championship. They don't have a name. We didn't even know the rules until Tom Phillips um, had to break it down during the last match on the show. <laughs> right. So, like, let's just say uh, that. Hold maybe on, they baby. explained it last week. To be fair, because we I didn't we we didn't watch it. We didn't. We didn't watch we didn't. it because we did the firing episode and all that. So, uh, maybe they explained it in more depth depth last week. 
but I don't know. Uh, it comes on on Fridays. So all right, that's what I feel. Okay, it comes, so it comes on right after SmackDown, or before. So maybe I or uh, uh, or before, whatever. Maybe I have to start seeking it out, especially if Kushida and some of the other guys are going to be making appearances. Uh, Triple H, Triple H runs both, so I can see Triple H wanting. That's why I mean that's literally why I think the Cruiserweight title gets its promotion only in NXT mm-hmm. because that's pretty much the only promotion he can get for twelve hours <laughs> at this point. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm hopeful for that. You know, uh, that that is that it works out. I I never really seen Kushida as them trying to build him as that big Japanese star or whatever. Just because I don't know if WWE cares about having a big Japanese star in general. You know, I, I think they want to have people that when they go to Japan, they can send out there like Finn, like Shinsuke. You know what I mean? But they don't necessarily need uh. Like a, a top star is Japanese, right? So, um, and that's in one of the rumors. I'll go ahead and leak it now. No, Dude. just wait. Okay, cool. Just wait. What else? Let's All right. Go. So the last, the last um, cruiserweight match thing, um, it was gentleman Jack Gallagher versus the son of the Phantom. Yes, those, El Hilo. No. E. Eho. Eho. L. E. Eho. There's no H sound in. I got you. Okay. First of all, you don't, first of all, I took Spanish. You took French. Okay. I took Spanish. You took French. Whatever. L. E. O. <laughs> Del Fantasma, the son of the Phantom, and his father's name is what? <laughs> El Fantasma, the Phantom. Yes. Hey, he had a good match. He's a lanky dude. He surprised me. Yep. I was I wasn't expecting it. But anyway, uh, night. Uh, by the way, nice straight out of Mexico looking tan. Like that's right. what it looked like. Like Mexico that's how tan City. he was. He was straight, tan. Straight then he said he was like, well, "Oh man, forget the match." By the way, it was a like, good match. The match was cool. Was I don't want. I don't want to dismiss the match because it was good. It was a good match, and I, I like him, and I like his finisher too. Uh, uh, but. it was a nice little uh. Death, Va- Death Valley's like driver sit out thing, Samoan whatever. Driver. They call it a Samoan driver, but I don't think it's a Samoan driver. It could be, but whatever. So anyway, lately, all of our mask compadres. Everybody have been who even, they not even masked yet because Joaquin didn't have a oh, mask yeah, on. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just anybody who's Spanish or like having connections to Lucha Libre, I guess. Joaquin yeah. and uh, uh, Mendoza, Raul Mendoza. Yep, they've been getting So they got thing. kidnapped. That's the storyline that's been going on, that the Lucha guys are just getting kidnapped. And my boy, the son of the Phantom, was not playing. He he pushed them dudes off like they were some scrub. And then he was like, bro, I'm from Mexico. That's like that's what it felt like he kept saying. Because he kept repeating Mexico. Like, I'm from, like, he was like, I'm from Mexico. Like, you coming at the wrong, you coming at the wrong brother. <laughs> For real, like I don't know how y'all. Uh, I don't know how y'all do it. I don't know how the American born. He looked at the, the camera. Yeah, he was he talking was like, to the camera. He was like, like "Bro, you're not gonna stop this. Yeah, y'all ain't gonna do that." Like, like these dudes try to kidnap me. Like, yeah, that's what he was looking around for. He's like, "What? What's the law for? What is like? What's going on? And nobody gonna do anything. Y'all just gonna watch this." I'm from Mexico, man. You gonna record it? You just gonna see anybody be? Re- you was right here doing the interview before they popped up. You just gonna record it? You're not gonna help? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love them. I don't know why they kidnapping these dudes, but 
it's starting to be hilarious the more they do it. So they're gonna try again. Uh, shout out to yeah, exactly. I do think they'll they'll try again. But shout out to him. I can't wait to see what else he can do. Uh, and I'm ready to see every other match in the tournament. I think the tournament is going to end up being a pretty. I think the tournament so far has been a pretty good thing, and I can't wait to see where it goes. So, uh, by the way, who do you think will be your new interim champion? Do you have an idea? Kashida. You think it's going to be Kashida? Yeah. Also, I can't wait. I want to see Akira versus Kashida. I can't coach Kashida. I can't wait. Please let. I don't know if they're in the same bracket. I need to see. I need to look at this thing again and see if they're on the same side. Because I want to see Akira Tazawa versus my boy Kashida. I think they are on the same side because Akira was 1 and 0 on the other one. I think they both. I think so. I really do. I think they both on side B, but I could be wrong. That's just our memory. Please help me I'm out. Been, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Like, oh, please tell me they got a chance to fight. Because I want to see Akira Tozawa and Kushida. And give them some time, WWE, please. Because Akira Tozawa, when he's not putting over other people, he's a beast. He is. Like, like, like I understand maybe, you know, whatever it is, language barrier, all that. He's great. Like, yeah. his matches are entertaining. They're, they're, Always. They're not in the same bracket. They're not? Nope. Kashida's in group eight. All right. Akira's in group B. Y'all got my pick for the final. There you go. <laughs> Let's go, Akira Tazal. But Akira's in the same Kishida. bracket as um the son of the Phantom. The Phantom gotta fall off one. He gotta lose once. So let it be to well, let it be to Tazal, man. Let to my let it be to my boy. They don't care about my little Japanese match fantasy. They don't care about it. They don't. It would be Next thing you know, they're gonna be a tag team, the Kabuki Male Warriors or Stop something. Stop it. Because Vince down. don't. All right, we, we're getting sidetracked here. We're getting sidetracked. All right. Vince don't care about what I like. So the main event <laughs> of the evening. Triple H don't care. The main event of the evening was that tag match that we set up from the beginning of the night. Keith the Lee Kabuki and male um, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong and Adam Cole. So this what happened, y'all. <laughs> Did the bell even ring before they got it all, all heck broke loose? I think so. I don't know. I don't remember if the bell rung or not because it, it seemed chaos. like chaos from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but um, they also undisputed error also. Oh had, yeah, you know uh, what the Bobby bell Fish. did ring. The bell did ring because yeah, yeah the bell rung. Yeah, it started off like a regular old match or whatever. I think no, it didn't. Not regular. Like they were threatening each other and doing little stuff in a couple spots. Well, Bobby right. Fish got out the ring and then um, Velveteen pretended to like smack at him and then the bell rung. Right. Um, and then the Undisputed Era jumped up on the Brothers in Arms. That's what I'm going to call them. <laughs> the Brothers in Arms. Um, Roderick always get the, the short end of the stick. Yeah, they, they rushed each other. Velveteen and um Adam Cole end up in a corner. And then... I got you. So it started off like a tornado match. Right. Like a tornado tag. And Bobby then Fish they end up interfered. Yeah. They end up tussling out. and then Bobby Fish was arguing with the ref. And then the brother ref was like, you know what, Bobby? <laughs> that's how I like, that's how I like any brother when we tired, like with the conversation going on, any brother or sister with it, we just stopped me and conversation. You know what? <laughs> that's how he did it Roger is. Strong. He was like, you know what? Bobby I mean, Fish. you know what, Bobby? Get out. Like, that's how he did it. And he did this, you know, to kick them out and they, they forced them out. And while that's going on, <laughs> the scumbag of the century, the dude who gave you this monotone te- uh, like promo earlier, talking about he how he coming for Keith. I thought he was in New York. Right. <laughs> of course he wasn't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hate him, man. He got this nightclub, bro. And the way he's so extra with it, bro. He got it all out. 
side and he just he it make a little noise every time he opened it up like it's a sword when it's not a sword. It's just a club. And then Keith Lee turned around and did, oh my goodness, Keith Lee got hit in the neck. Not once, but twice, first of all. And Keith Lee sold it like Dell. He choking. It's over. <laughs> like you, you would think this man he think he's about to breathe his last breath. Velveteen like, had, had to drag the ref out the ring. He was like, yo, come over here. Like, yo, check this out, man. Look what they did to Keith. Look what happened to Keith, man. He can't breathe. And then when he realized the ref ain't gonna do nothing but try to talk to a man who can't breathe. <laughs> he was like, get some help, man. We need we need a real medic. <laughs> And then we go to commercial. Right. And it was only five minutes left. So I knew things was going to get. I was like, okay, so this match ain't going to be that long. <laughs> and then for like in the middle of a red hole. So they, uh, Roger Strong and the guys, they jump in Velveteen. They get this nice old like, you know, heel heat in doing great. In a uh, nice rest hole in the middle of the ring. And then like, you got to understand the cameras was focused on the match for most of the part. Then out of nowhere, we cut to the edit. And creepy as Dexter Loomis on the goddamn road. Where did he fucking? I was still like Tom Phillips had the perfect reaction, and we said the same thing. Except I use a different cuss word. He was like, "What the hell?" Because that dude popped up out of nowhere. Like no, and I swear y'all know that when he slide in the ring, he do this little crawl. I promise you, Dexter crawled his ass to the ring, and then popped up on the apron, and then and we were all confused, Byron. Oh. Byron is Byron special. confused. Byron also he's just in the match when he takes <laughs> Hey man, I love shout out to Byron, man. It was his coach for one title. Byron been letting that brother card come out. He don't care like he just be like, oh, so this how it is. Oh, okay, we're gonna do this. <laughs> Byron was like, so he just jump in the match? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and then after they win the match, he's staring at Velveteen. Oh weird. First of all, all all he had to do was come in and do his hot tag. He did a couple spots. Did a flip over the rope where you almost killed yourself. Like, Dexter, man, dude, chill out. It's probably them tight ass pants. It's hard it's to do them flips. Tight pants. <laughs> it's hard to do them flips like, and them tight ass pants. Did you bro. see him drop kick? It was, it was, yeah, exactly. He jumped high. It's just, it's hard to get your legs out there like that in them tight pants. But Dexter, Dexter is definitely, uh, the reason why he's named Dexter, in my opinion, is because he definitely he give you real deal serial killer vibes. And, <laughs> Right. He give you real deal serial killer vibes. So uh, I don't know how Velveteen made him as a, uh, got him as an accomplice. I don't know what his beef is with the Undisputed I don't think Era. Velveteen knows. I didn't even know he was Babyface. I don't even think Babyface and heel matters to him because Ooh. he's obviously crazy and out of his mind. Either way it goes, between him and Killer Cross, we got two psychopaths on NXT roster. And uh, Triple I love H, it. you know, and with Tommaso Ciampa too included because he's a little twisted himself. Triple H really likes sadistic people. <laughs> Oh, we didn't even talk about speaking of Tommaso Ciampa. Speaking of sadistic people, even though they're hundred percent right, so right. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae with the promo of the night. The only reason it's not even because they gave you like the craziest thing or anything crazy, super entertaining. It's just because they hit that Daniel Bryan from when his uh, last heel, when his big heel run with the WWE title. Because as much as you hated Daniel Bryan or as annoying as he was, you couldn't say he was wrong. And that's exactly what Johnny Gargano and Candice did. You may, it may be twisted. It may look a certain way. But you can't tell me they was lying because they wouldn't lie about how all the bad people who turned on them and did them wrong got all the praise and adulation that you would want, like EO and Tommaso. They get all the love while the people who get turned on like them just got threw away to the wayside. And, and now they have to turn this way to – 
overall in the story make the good guys win. I'm just like, that's perfect logic. And then then it makes them great villains because everybody knows the best villains are the ones who logically you can agree with. Right. Relatable. Like relatable ones. Exactly. Um, Killmonger from Black Panther is the perfect example. Right. You understood why he was mad. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. I love it. I love it. And that's what I'm saying. I love it. Great storytelling. So I definitely want to shout them out for that promo earlier. But yeah, besides all of that, it was a like I said, great NXT uh show. And yeah, Triple H, man. Good, yeah. And we didn't we didn't necessarily <laughs> up, talk bro? about this, but Mia Yim and um Charlotte are fighting next week. Oh yeah, definitely. Shout out to that match. We want to kind of speak on it because they did throw some shade at each we other. Or really Charlotte threw some shade at her for the most part. But you know, I uh, can't wait to see that match. I'm hoping Charlotte return the flavor, but I also know that it's probably way too soon mm-hmm. for Charlotte to take that L. They probably gonna make you wait. They're gonna make all of us wait until we're gonna get a DQ. They're gonna build up somebody, maybe, maybe Rhea Ripley comes back. Whoever it is, somebody's gonna get that big victory. But I think they're gonna let Charlotte dominate until they want to put that that woman, whoever it is, over. So, right. Just wanted to let that out right now. All right, moving can't on. Can't wait to review that match next week. This, Let's do it. This was a Wednesday of tournament matches. I, yeah, I noticed. I remember. I remember. I, I really feel stupid because I don't know if it was on a podcast. It probably wasn't. Probably just when I was talking mess about tournaments in general last year or whatever. Remember when I told you American wrestling don't like tournaments? I do. <laughs> man, they didn't pull them out for this, you know, pandemic. They're like, man, we need some TV. We need to feel some TV time. I'm right? trying to tell you. You you did say like the best way to do it is do like a tournament I, or do um. I've been saying it. Hey, listen to me. Listen to me, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, bro. I, I'm not crazy. If you want to feel TV time, do one of these. Do a tournament kind of like AEW or do one around Robin one. Especially if you want weeks of TV, do round Robin. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so let's break down. The um, key tournament matches this week was Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Um, <clears throat> Are you run them all down or are we going one by one? I'm going to run down. The, okay, it was only two, right? Yeah, I was on two last night. I'm tripping. You're right. And, this um, tournament is smaller. Dustin, Dustin Rhodes versus Kip, Kip Sabian. Yeah. So we're going to start off with Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy is freaking crazy. He's insane. He's out of his mind. He's uh, the louder spot. Not, not very smart. Yeah, he's not. See, and that's what I wanted to highlight. As beautiful as some of the spots are, as far as psycholo- psychology in the ring, or psychologically speaking, he, you know, a couple of things he did wasn't the smartest. You know, like springboarding on your bad ankle or whatever. And even though it was nice, the cutter was nice, but, dude, it's on your bad ankle. That's not the smartest thing to do. Uh, setting up the ladder on the barricade, then throwing Darby in the barricade again just to reset up the ladder. <laughs> like, okay, like, that's counterproductive. But, you know, all in all, still a great match. Uh you know, I love how they incorporated what we know to be a true story because we watch Sammy's vlogs. But, you know, he's literally been working, working hurt for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, even the tag match, I think he had a couple weeks ago, he, pro- he still was nursing his injury because he's been nursing his since yeah. Matt kicked him, right? Yeah, since he, no. I since, think, ain't that when he rolled it or when he rolled it? again? Didn't he, I know he, he rolled it when Matt kicked him the first yeah, time. I, think, I don't know if it's the same roll or not. But, I think it is. Okay, I think it's the same role I too. I think it is. Cause he, because he's been he been taking everybody finish a bad anyway. Right, right, right. Exactly. He's been just bumping like a psychopath. That's how you know he's young, though. That's how you know Sam is young, relatively young. Because not saying uh I'm talking about the stuff he's willing to do. Yeah. Once you get older in the business, you're like, uh uh-uh. uh. 
ain't finna I even do this. Flailing around like that. No, nah, I even do this. But when you when you're younger, man, you can you know you feel like you can take those licks. So. Yeah, Darby Allen went with the but, Last Supper. Yeah, great, great finish. Uh, like you said, we talk about that Last Supper is just a roll up, but it's a nicely leveraged roll up that makes it impossible to kick out of. So almost impossible. So impossible. So shout out to Darby, leading the Darby versus Cody girl. We know that's know. probably gonna be a good one. It definitely is gonna be a good one. <clears throat> then we had a couple promo packages. So we had um, Scorpio Sky's promo package, and. My heart bleeds for him. Like, I love him. Yeah, learning more about him. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't him. First of all, he was the black dude in the group, so I was already curious or ready to support him anyway. Right. <laughs> we like always been biased. on that wagon. Like, we I'm always, always going to be biased. Like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I love wrestling, but whenever there's people that look like me on the wrestling screen, I'm already interested. I'm like, okay, right? what do you got going? Even the old Pineapple even Pete. Even Shotgun. Even Pineapple Pete. Yeah, and Lee. I don't know nothing about them, but every week I, I watched him job and I actually was trying to feel, oh man, look at, look, okay, well, he sold out one night. <laughs> That's what right? I'm talking about. Like, like, we'll, we'll talk about Shotgun later because he's in the, um, a match with Wardlow. I hated Pineapple Pete's <laughs> gear, but I'm I'm interested. I want to know what's up, brother. Like, right? What, like, what Pineapple what Pete is, has what done? What, did, what, have, what have you done, sir? Right. Why Why did you wear that? Anyway, we're getting off track. We got way off track. But yeah, uh, once again, I. Uh, I love the the package. Uh, I love learning things, but I, like I said, I've noticed from the way Jr. gave him commentary. Like you said, obviously he get he had a title match with Chris Jericho, so they obviously think something to Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky is the guy from SCU that they're trying to push because maybe he'll be the guy that that can lead it long term. He in his prime, right? He's more in his prime I think as, he just hit, as like, comparison to. Uh, yeah, look, you can look that up to be exact, but yeah. Uh, by comparison to his counterparts, especially, you know what I mean? Like the other people in the group, because we know Kazarian, Daniels, they're tenured. They've been yeah, together a long he time. Prime. So, yeah. Oh, uh, he won him. He won him mine. He born in April. April 2nd. Oh, he's very close. He's 37. Okay. Oh, all right. So that's a little bit later. But yeah, still, especially since I know he had to stop wrestling for a while. It's not like it's been 20 straight years of bumps. He definitely probably got way. He definitely got more time to me than Daniels, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, I don't know about Kazarian, but at least Kazarian's forty-two. See, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, he's the young guy. He's the guy that they're going to try to push for the next few years, or at least the guy that maybe come out of SCU and do something else mm-hmm. down the line. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I like it, and uh, I'm hopeful. I can't wait to see what else they decide to do, and I can't wait to watch the rest of the uh, series. Like what happened to like how did SCU form and all that type of stuff. So yeah. Cool. I like it. I love the little storytelling thing. I feel like with this being with uh, a lot of the people, like especially Nyla, who we saw in the preview show or whatever, the little thing they did on YouTube, but dark, we haven't yeah. seen in a while. Not That wasn't dark. That was just a road to Dynamite or whatever oh, okay. show or something like that. Uh, so we seen her there. And, uh, you know, people like her and Big Swole and a lot of these characters who've been missing, I believe that they... Uh, they will benefit greatly from uh, those type of promo sessions and stuff like that where you kind of explain how they became who they are. And I'm not saying all of them need one, but I say especially during these quarantine times where you're already, uh, you know what I mean, yeah. low on Low people. on things to do. Yeah. yeah, low on people and low on things to show. I think giving insight to some of these characters who need a little character. Where, and I, I say Nyla because I really want them to focus on the girls. 
Yes. Because they a lot of those girls don't get much character work. No. So, other they, than Brit so far. So they need to do more with that. Right. Definitely. So <clears throat> anyway, we can move on. Yep. Um what, did we talk about what, did we talk about Matt Hardy and um Chris Jericho? Uh yeah, no, we didn't. Uh what did what came of that? Because I know if originally he challenged Jericho. But then and then at some point he's like, him. okay, so Sam and the only one to reply to me, you can come fight Chris Jericho's battle. Yeah. I saw that. Is that what came of this? Him challenging Sammy back now? Yeah. Or is it? Okay. I think it's I, just. Because um, I know he switched to Matt. Once he switched to regular Matt, he just started talking about basically putting Jericho over and talking about the, the feud right. over the years. I think it's just continuing so. that storyline of blood and guts. Um, the elite versus the inner circle. Um, I don't know how that's going to work because Nick is kind of technically back. I don't know. If he, so is yeah. Cody going to be gone now? No, uh, I don't know. I, I doubt they'll be gone. Maybe. Uh, is Hangman now? No. What I'm assuming is going to happen, and don't call me, but if it ends up being right, cool. Uh, I think MJF is going to step in or mm. ward low for MJF, something like that. Okay. Uh, he Chris Jericho was already joked and mentioned that he was a, he don't need the inner circle, so that's probably won't do it, but he's a, he's a honorary. He's a like he's somebody that, yeah, he's somebody that he wouldn't mind doing it. And then he's such a great heel. His relationship with Cody. He still got. I mean, why not throw him in there? Still got some. Still got heat. Right. right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. So why not? Unless he's gonna be fighting for the title. All right, we're gonna go to our next like super, 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 super thrilling match of the night. We had Orange Cassidy versus Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, uh, I was surprised. This match was totally different than uh, Orange Cassidy's match with Pac, uh, because Pac seemed to work with him a little bit more. Uh, uh, yeah, he obviously had to sell, but it seemed like they, and maybe it's totally different to me also with the crowd because the crowd was so into that Orange Cassidy Pac mm-hmm. match that maybe it put it over and maybe I didn't notice how much uh, selling Orange Cassidy had to do. All I know is Jimmy had beat the hell out of him in this match. <laughs> like, I watched him f- just destroy Orange Cassidy was so for a majority red. of the match. Yes, he was so red. Like, Jimmy Havoc was literally, he was beating him down. For most of the match. And then, you know, he got the comeback going. By the way, Orange Cassidy is good. Like, once he, like, it, it's weird. Like once, you, like, once you get through, like, the back and forth, by the way, Jimmy Havoc is just popping him. And then for Orange Cassidy's reply to that is to softly touch him on the chest. Yeah. And then the, the crowd, probably the guns for the most part, because I recognize their voice, was like, oh! Right. <laughs> like, it's just it's just great. Anyway, I love them. Uh, great match. It's obviously, like I said last week, they're leading up to something. We're going to go into this great promo by the best friends after that. Because even though Orange Cassidy got the win, yay for that. Yay for that. Always happen with Orange wins. But the best friends promo was the best part of this. Right. Because um, Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian came in to um, help out, even though I guess he didn't really. Well, yeah, he needed it at that point. Yeah. Because Orange was on the road. And then show their displeasure after uh, Jimmy Havoc lost. Exactly. The best friends had to intervene. <laughs> right. And, and like. And Trent said, um, as much as he'd like to beat up Penelope Ford, <laughs> um, he can't. I can't. I can't beat her up. I'll beat so. Her. I'll beat up her boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. And I just liked the anger. And then the way Chuggy T. Chucky T, of course, in his loud, bombastic way. You don't like him. You don't, you don't, this is him when he's mad. 
Right. <laughs> just instigating and making it worse. Like, oh, they're oh great. God. Like, you you feel that way about uh, who you said you need to... Velveteen Dream needs to be on TV. All the, like, as much as possible for NXT. I agree. And I think the best friends, along with a host of other guys that I love on AEW, because their roster is oh, yeah. pretty, pretty We awesome. haven't even got to they, the bubbly bunch. Right. We haven't even got to that. But exactly... Keep the keep a segment or any backstage segment or any talking with the best friends. Just keep that going. Right. Do that every week. Right. <laughs> that was great. <sighs> All right. Brief animation. This is gonna be like real quick. So we've noticed that um, AEW does their um, jobbing thing differently than than AD. Not than AD. Shut up. Than WWE. <laughs> <laughs> um, AEW can have those matches where like. The Kenny match, um, where Kenny and the um, person that we know is going to lose, Aaron Angels or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know is going to lose. Got great offense here. Has great, like it's still a good match. It's a competitive match. It got, a, got a couple spots, like nice spots. Right, more than more than the 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 um, jobber minimum of one. <laughs> right. So it's still a good match, even though you know who's going to win. Like it's still competitive, but then in the same breath, if they want somebody to look dominant, look like a monster, they can have, um, like they did with Wardlow, like they did with, uh, Mr. Brody Lee. It's it's Mr. Now we we were putting the Mr. On there. Really? Yes. Oh, so he, that's Vince all the way. I hate to be the one to do that, but if he's going to be, if they're going to call him Mr. They better not. Please don't tell me they're going to call him Mr. Brody Lee. The ring announcer has been saying Mr. Brody Lee. Dasha. Dasha oh, said no. Mr. Brody really? Lee. Yes. I'm surprised the internet ain't blowing up just by that little thing. Because, you know, Vince, he old, you know, uh, boss character is Mr. McMahon. You have to call we're him not, Mr. We're not calling him Mr. Lee, though. I think that's the difference. I guess. Mr. Brody Lee. Eh, it don't matter. Could, she, Dasha could just have good manners. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that's not the point, though. But, yeah, the point is, is that, you know, they had two WWE kind of style yes. matches. And um, Brody also, Lee is setting some up with, with, Marco. Uh, with Marco. Marco's scared for his life. Like, poor he ain't Marco. living right. Whenever you jump like that, you ain't living right. Yeah. I mean, do you blame him, though? For some reason, the people who are over 6'5 hate him. Yeah. Poor Marco. God, he already got it hard enough. Right. Especially without Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus out looking for his tail, so. You know, yeah, Jungle Boy is no just help. you know. I don't know what Jungle Boy is doing, popping up in Sammy's vlogs, but not helping out. Maybe, oh, a little dissension. Maybe he's on dark. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> all right, all right. Last last match is our last tournament match of the night, which was um, the stipulation that if Dustin Rhodes did not win this match, he would retire. I love the drama. They 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 put that out, and people found out about this. Like as soon as the clip came out, a lot of people were like, "Oh no, Dustin might retire." Blah blah blah, uh, you know, and all of that. And I was confident from that point on that he was beating Kip Sabian, honestly. But uh, it was still a good match. I liked the drama and like the the, the way Cody was like, "Yeah, I thought I thought he was just calling and say, can't wait to meet you in the finals." <laughs> yeah. Instead of thinking about that, uh, I, you know, it, it did kind of come out of nowhere to me too, though, Cody, to be <laughs> fair. Because he was just talking about, I can't wait to get this nice tag team started with QT. And right. now he's talking about retiring if he loses to Kip. So he's like, that, you know, if anything, it was just a diss to Kip. He was it like, was. if I lose to this punk, <laughs> I need to retire. Right. Forget that. Right. It's Kip. Look at him. 
Anyway, uh, that's what it felt like he said. It now, was. That, that is what it felt like. Yeah. Like, playing the video back, it wasn't like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling I, like I I'm a little I don't know if I got it anymore. Down. Yeah, it wasn't none of them. Nah, he like, bruh. If I lose the kill, brother, I, I, I won't come back, okay? This tournament <laughs> for me. I need to win this tournament. If I lose this match, that's it. That's right. it. I can't get it. I can't, I can't get put out in the first round. So, do not call Cody this week, no, uh, Dustin, you, you because retired. you're not beating our... <laughs> I'm letting you know right now. Woo. The Murder Hawk will... Yeah, you get it. You already Woo. know what's coming. And right. just and then the fact that you caught his brother, somebody that Archer already want to beat. Oof. Oof. Yeah, I like the story though. You gonna take that lick? Overall, I want to add both oh. of these shows. I was very entertained with Bubbly Bunch. Oh, we're not done yet. You're right. Oh. You why you saved them for last? Do them it first. Was funny. You should have did that one before that. My bad. I wanted to end it off. Okay, go ahead. So. Our new favorite segment is the Bubbly Bunch. That's when the members of the Inner Circle get on FaceTime and do... Zoom or whatever. Yeah, Zoom, whatever. I don't know. Do weird things. Um, <laughs> this this week they did Flim Flam, which is like a generic version of TikTok, I think, in my opinion. <laughs> I guess. I don't know what it's called, yeah. but... They were yeah. dancing. They did the little... Uh, I don't know if you guys know it, but it's the Todd Dollar Sign and Wiz Khalifa song yeah, that awful. they did it to. I know J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez family did it before. Or whatever, so I, that's my example because I know that was going around when it was pop when the song was really it's still popular because the, these TikTok dances don't seem to die, uh, especially in quarantine. We're still doing the savage, especially, yeah. especially, exactly, especially in quarantine. So, uh, uh don't, don't ever do that lick thing, don't ever do that tongue thing again. By the way, uh, <laughs> don't ever do it that again. That's disgusting. That's, that's what she did. Disgusting. I know she get away with it a lot, but don't ever do it again. All right, anyway. <laughs> So, she get away with everything. So <laughs> don't let's, do that again. This, this is this is we're gonna rank who 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 danced the best. All right, y'all. First, oh, first the the best dancer had to be Santana. Santana. Yeah, that's easily. He was the only one on. He was the most on beat. <laughs> Second best <laughs> oh, had to be whatever Ortiz. the beat was that they were playing because that wasn't they couldn't play the J Lo song. Obviously. No, they couldn't. Um, the second the second was Ortiz. I mean the weird song. Sorry, I said J Lo song. Yeah. The third is going to surprise y'all. Sorry. Chris Jericho danced better than Jake Hagar and Sammy. Yeah, he did. He, like, Jake Jake, Jake didn't even try to be on any type of beat or whatever. He it was, was just, so sad. At least he was smiling. He looked happy, but he definitely was not dancing well. And definitely when doing whatever the dance is supposed to be oh, well. Uh, Sammy Guevara won the, the actual hand sanitizer, but he didn't deserve to with the way he started it off. Like, he deserved it because of the flips and the being extra. He definitely deserved the hand sanitizer. By the way, the prize was hand sanitizer, y'all. I should have I said it like that in the beginning. But anyway, they so whoever won the dance thing or the flim flam competition or whatever. Flim flam. <laughs> Uh, whoever won that got hand sanitizer. Of course, Sammy on Twitter right after that is like, "Wow, I won!" And he got saying hand sanitizer. But he Hilarious. can't dance. Sammy can't. He dance. can't. He can't dance. He can't speak Spanish. I don't know why he's a Spanish god. Sammy Guevara, you're the most confusing <laughs> wrestler in the world, with along with being one of the best up and coming <laughs> wrestlers in the world. Right. I just. Oh, he's great. I love him. I love all of them. Uh, Thug and Ruffian. We all know how we feel about Thug and Ruffian by now. Love them. I hate that so, they locked down. I, I, I hate. I hate that too. I really wish they could get out of New York and come do some things. But you know, long as they, uh, at the end of the day, safety. Same safety thing with Nyla. Uh, whoever else. I, I I read a headline. I don't know who it is. AEW star was in quarantine. Whoever you are, 
safety to you too. I, mm-hmm. All of you guys, you know, mm-hmm. you know, stay safe. And uh, but yeah, like I said, overall about both shows, I give both of them like great two thumbs up. I'm not doing the star ratings right now because I just didn't feel like it, but. They're both pretty good. I, I had two thumbs up. I saw you look over here. I had both of them up. <laughs> uh, I love both shows. Uh, I, this morning, I wanted to give the nod to NXT, but after reading through it and remembering a lot of the stuff, both shows did. Both shows ticked the boxes that I like for my wrestling. I like when my wrestling make me laugh, and that whole Keith Lee and Punishment Martinez and <laughs> Velveteen Dream and my boy Dexter, that made me laugh. The Bubbly Bunch definitely made me laugh. I love, and then I want some something that's very entertaining wrestling wise. Sammy Guevara and Darby, and you know, even the even a couple, of, even the squash match with Kenny did that for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing, uh, you know, NXT as far as the cruiserweight title matches, and even uh, the tag match with Raquel. I enjoyed the, the the story of that match. It was quick and simple, but I liked it. So for both shows, they got everything I needed. Yeah, and storytelling too. Yeah. I forgot about that point. They both had good storytelling. So the go only ahead. the only thing that I have to um cuz this is my thing, you know. Uh NXT had two women's spotlights and AW yeah, they're had lagging. none. They lacking. None. That's one place I've been saying from the beginning NXT is leading them and uh yeah, uh, I would give them a break because I know these are pre-tapes. But they definitely could have put it together, Bella. Like maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they have them, but I don't know how many women are available to them right now. I've only seen those same few, like Penelope, um, Britt, and Cheetah. That's what I'm saying. I've only seen those same few, so I don't know how many they have available to them right now. I know, especially when most of their women's roster was working other places too. Give me a promo. Right, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Do some of the online stuff, or do some of the at home promos, like Seth Rollins and Adam Cole was doing. Just check it. So just do something. Right. Do do like show what we saw with Nala uh, getting on Shivani and them. Right, like that—that's your women's champion. At least show that on, in on a clip. That's what I'm. Yeah, so I agree. But uh, it, like I said, overall, other than that, that's a big nitpick. So maybe I do. Maybe I should give NXT the nod just for that. But other, I thoroughly enjoyed both shows. All so right. time for the highest rated segment of the show. The only reason you guys listen, I, I waste y'all time forty minutes at a time listening to me. Y'all only came for this stuff, right? <laughs> All right, folks. <clears throat> so I don't know if we we discussed this, but somebody felt very um unsafe at work at WWE. Is it um, uh, the guy John? John. To my John, yes. So John. I don't know if we talked about it here, but definitely I've heard this story a couple times now. So John said that he he felt unsafe um, and that WWE should not be essential workers because they're basically being forced to work. WWE said. No, y'all ain't. We're not forcing anybody to work during this time. Snitches um, get stitches. I'm just trying to tell you. WWE already know who said it. Because you, you know people complain at work. Yeah. If, you, if you felt unsafe, old boy, old John, whoever John's supposed to be, he or she, mm-hmm. they told somebody. John Coon? Whoever it is, they told somebody. I don't think it's him. It I don't ain't. think it's him. He making too much money. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think <sighs> it's him, though. All right. He is like the head ref. I don't know. I don't think so. But it could be. Could but be. I, I, I don't think it'd be him either, though, because any, anybody with the name John, in my opinion, is automatically disqualified. Yeah. Because they chose that name to be their John Doe name or whatever, I guess. Right. So, uh, it's just somebody going by John Doe. It's fine. Of course. Right. 
Um, Dave Meltzer said that um, NXT Japan has been canceled due to the virus. Of course. So. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, anything right now is uh, that's be all the stuff that let's just add to the list of stuff that just sucks to hear about being canceled. So, anything you know, uh, I st- and side note, you guys, I'm in grad school, so people want to send stuff off to these conferences. And do you know that our people done got so desperate to get stuff in the conferences that even if the conference council, they feel like they're just going to send out, they plan on sending out emails to certain people, the results of the conference, or they want you to present on zoom and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm yeah. just like, God, it's, it's just so, that's so odd. It's so weird. So everything is weird. And that's just another one of those things that right. sucks to hear yeah. about being counseled. Um, Rob Gronkowski was slated to work for SummerSlam, but don't know if that's going to happen because you know, he's back in football. Yeah, that's a uh, training camp time, August or around, or August after 23rd. training camp. August twenty third is. He can come time. do a twenty four seven spot even if the season's getting ready to kick off. Mm-hmm. All he gotta do is get rolled up, I give mean, somebody give the belt to somebody on the rod. Let R Truth sneak him somewhere, just shoot it so. and get rid of it, and we can be done with this. He can go do his thing, win that Super Bowl with Brady, and then come back to the performance center. Right, Maybe. I don't the think they. I don't know if they're gonna win. I'm just talking it's, best, you guys. It's right but still, down the road. Yeah, they, he's in Tampa, the performance center in Orlando, where he's training. So it looks like he's not necessarily ditching WWE. But uh, you know, I can see. I already know the phone. How the phone call went. Tom Brady was like, "Dude, you working down in Florida anyway? Come on, we in Tampa. Just come right. on over, bro." Right. So yeah, I ain't. You know, it is what it is. Also, it's the 24 seven championship. It's not a big deal. I've seen some people trying to make a big deal out of it. and I don't think it's a big deal. Okay, two, three, three more things. Um, Vince McMahon is allegedly in a bad mood. Um, he getting sued? A lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yes, I understand. Yes, Mike Johnson on PW Insider Elite Audio is quoted as saying, "It's great to get a raise and a promotion, but the raise and promotion you don't want to get is the one that's going to put you in the direct sight of Vince McMahon." So, ooh, so that means he just. Lashing out, getting mm-hmm. on people. Hey man, it's a it's tough. Like I said, this pandemic is tough on them, and like I the shareholders and the the networks, all of that type of stuff. It's a lot going on. Then you had the XFL mess and stuff that he d- obviously didn't f- foresee coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I see him being stressed out. I, I wish he wouldn't take it out on his employees, but we're humans, and he's the boss, and so that that happens. Yep. It's unfortunate. Uh, I don't know. Maybe things will get better when all this stuff clear up. And then this is what got um, my co-host riled up before we got started recording. Um, the primary reason or, you know, the statement in which WWE is releasing um, as to why they released um, certain NXT talent were because the people that they released were um, people that expressed dissatisfaction in their position creatively or they had long tenures without a definite plan for the future. Yeah, uh and I, I got a little answer, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's just based on the fact that, you know, say this when it happens. Or say this, they saw the Twitter storm, they waited for a week, and they decided, to, all right, now we should give you guys reasoning mm-hmm. or whatever for some of these. And like I said, it makes sense in the Taynar case. It makes sense in uh, maybe Deanna Peraza, who was there for a couple of years and didn't do much or whatever. Maybe they didn't have creative uh, direction for a lot of those people. But don't try to sit up here and uh, act like it wasn't some people who didn't even get a chance to do anything. And I understand. Maybe you guys couldn't come up with them, but that don't make it better. 
that these so you call these guys working to you, you gave them a contract and say, okay, we can do something with you, and then you don't even help them come up with anything character wise. Okay, that's on you. <laughs> don't try to. They don't make it better. They don't make you firing them for nothing better, man. People who never even got a chance to do anything. Who got cut? So all don't don't try to make it seem like that's the case. It's not. That's not all. That's not the case. And if it was the case, say that as soon as it happened, or like say that after, like you see that, like the day next, the next day or something. Say something mm-hmm. like, let this come out then. Don't come out with him a week later after you realize the ratings low, or after you realize uh, the internet is tearing you guys a new one, and the media is tearing you guys a new one because they don't think you're essential. Don't you know what I mean? Don't do that. Right. Also, like, and and to to piggyback off of that, like. Um, saying that you should come out with it before. Um, you have to, you have to, you have to like. I had a whole thought and I just lost it. Dang it. Okay, we'll, we'll move on. It might come back. It might okay, not. yeah. If, if it doesn't, it doesn't because matter. I was about to say the last what, thing. What can I say to help you spring? It's, it's fine. The last thing that I wanted to talk about, we did hear that um, Arn Anderson went to his podcast and said that um. Cesaro's never really gonna be in that that top spot in which we want him to be in, um, and that's because he's very. Um, or he be- he said he believes it's because of this. Yeah, he 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 believes it's because um, he basically doesn't like to play politics. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. He was just saying that certain things that uh, he would get. Some, he gave them pushback on certain decisions they made, and I don't know the particular ones. I don't think he specified or anybody have, but I can see that because we've listened to we've listened to him on Corey Gray's podcast. We listened to him in uh, I've listened to him in other interviews. Uh, him mentioning it, mention it. He uh, do not feel like he should have to do any other little extra goofy. And not saying that he don't, he wouldn't do it. Like he'll do a promo and he'll do whatever he needs to do. He just feels like his what he does in the ring is more important. And they've literally saw that and seen him get over with his moves like the Cesaro swing. Like Arn Anderson mentioned, he's somebody who can do it to anyone. And they told him to stop doing it. And they told him to stop doing all his other moves, like the the the, the carousel of uh, European uppercuts he used to do. They got mm-hmm. the crowd hype. I know what I can already tell the moves they told him to stop because. Is a lot of impressive moves that he could do that he rarely brings out now. And it's because of that. And I knew from the beginning that from the beginning of his heel turn, and that's been it's been since he what the bar since he got drafted to Raw and mm-hmm. with the bar. So they did that best of seven. With the best of seven because he was babyface then and then, you know, they slowly turned or whatever. Cesaro has not been, he's been healed for that long. And it's the only reason why they can do this, especially because I noticed, I noticed because they haven't gave him any stories mm-hmm. over the last few years, other than just being, go out there and have a good match. Mm-hmm. They only got him healed to stunt him getting himself over. Mm-hmm. And that's the stupidest thing ever to me. I've always maintained Cesaro can be the head of this company. He can be one of those faces. He can be right up there with self in Roman, because I promise you that he can wrestle them. He can, he can go 50-minute classic matches with both of them if you want. Yeah, to. this goes back to what we were watching on YouTube the other day. What was it, kayfabe commentary? Yeah, Rob so a shoot, and, um, shoot interview or whatever. Rob was saying how um his he they he it's alleged that his career wasn't um as he didn't get the push that he you know might have deserved to get because he wasn't friends with Vince. Yeah, he didn't have a relationship with him. Much um, of work a relationship with him. And like. You got 200 people on your roster. You expect all 200 of them to want to be your friend? Right. And then it's not even that. It's just, 
In Cesaro's case, I wouldn't even I would I wouldn't even think he would be a problem. I think it would be more of he would be like, why do I have to stop doing this? It's working. You hear the crowd. Right. And then they can't give you a good explanation for why other than, well, you're healed now and we don't, you know, it's too flashy. Right. And it's but just like, okay, whatever. That, yeah. And they control to... whether you're healed or not. So Exactly. And you he's don't pretty you much don't, in a powerless position. Basically, you don't get to get yourself over. Yeah. And that's what and we we get constant reminders of it. If the company don't do something about it, like even though we know Bray Wyatt got himself over as the fiend, the company designed that match. The company, you know, put all this production value into it. So in Vince's mind, he got Bray Wyatt back over. Exactly. In the repack. Exactly. Even he, though we know it's the hard work and the Bray creativity that Bray put into it. In um his his, you know, putting the idea out there to Vince. Like Vince thought it was a good or idea. Or giving him the freedom. That's right. right. Vince thought it was a good idea. Vince didn't think that that was a good Not idea. Not giving Vince no credit, but I'm just saying I know, but that's the way that's they how, rationalize. That's how they right. rationalize. Right. It, so. The way they rationalize. That's fine. But yeah, uh hopefully Cesaro, you know, uh hey, I know where Orin works now. So Cesaro, if the contract's up and you want to go get appreciated for your work in the ring, you know, maybe want to give Arn a call. Right. <laughs> Never know. Especially if they don't decide to do anything with him. I mean, he's too good to just still be a lackey. Mm. Cesaro is not a lackey. Mm-mm. If it's one thing about his work, Cesaro shouldn't be a lackey. You know, uh, so. Yep, well, that's the show. I told you I was going to be under hours. It's exactly hours. So watch what's about to happen. It's about to be the fastest outro of all time. Do you have anything to say, TC? Nope, bye. Fast, huh?